Broadcasting from within the borders of the greatest success story the world has ever known, the United States of America. It's time for an honest discussion from a fresh, new conservative voice. The C.L. Bryant Show. Welcome back. Welcome back, everybody, throughout the Fruited Plains of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known, and that is uh, America. I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with me here on the C.L. Bryant Show. I am C.L., and I want to thank you for coming along with us daily. As we build a bridge to conversation, giving you information about things, hey, you as an American need to know about and things that you need to be up to speed on. And uh, one of the things that you, uh, unless you've been living under a rock and on another planet somewhere, uh, you must know that the presidential elections, especially now, are in full swing. And all of the 21, 22 dwarfs, 20, I think they broke them down in to uh, are taking a swing at the president of the United States. Although in the first round of volley and the first round of debates with Elizabeth Warren uh, headlining, uh, there wasn't much of uh, there wasn't much swinging at Donald Trump. I was I was really surprised. And even the progressive liberals uh, were somewhat surprised, too, that they did not take more uh, pokes and swings at the uh, incumbent president of the United States. And, uh, hey, I think it's going to be to their detriment not to try and, 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 and swing at him. But it does tell you something. It gives something away about uh, the way they're thinking. You, you, you see, you really can't take this president on uh, on a stage like they have because the only thing you can say about uh, the president, this president of the United States is that uh, somehow he's bad, he's evil, he's racist, a xenophobe, a homophobe, or racist. You know, you know that, those types of things. That's the only thing you can say about it because when you look at the American economy, there is no question in the mind of a zebra uh, that it is booming. Over here in America, there is no question about that. And so those who were smart, including Elizabeth Warren, uh, steered pretty clear of uh, the economy, except to say that we have to have an economy that's working for everybody. Well, hey, listen, folks, when you look at the sheer numbers, when you look at the facts and also uh, the statistics that black unemployment is at a record low in this country, that's real. That's real. Now, the black people that they know may, and the ones that they pander to and try to use as mascots and also uh, victims uh, so that they can drive them to the polls to vote, they may not be experiencing the economic boom in America, but there must be 
black people in this country who are taking advantage of the economic boon in this country. Or guess what? The black unemployment rate would not be as low as it is. Same thing with Latinos, legal ones. And hey, believe it or not, you must might as well face it because it's true. There are legal Latinos in this country right now who are experiencing the American dream in ways that uh, uh, some Americans aren't experiencing the American dream. And the only thing I can say to you, folks, if you are a legal uh, American who is able to work in this country, there are more jobs Uh, available than there are people to work them. And if you are looking to get a job, my question is, why don't you have one? You ought to have one. But if you listen to that Democrat narrative, uh, that's only just a privileged few Americans who uh, can get a job. Oh, they're talking about the low wages. Well, you got to start somewhere. You see what America has done, and it is a great uh, disservice that the American uh, coffers, the government has opened up to the underprivileged in this country. We are actually giving away more in entitlements and government money than uh, uh, they can make on a job. So. Most Americans not being stupid. Why go out and work when you can sit on the couch and play whatever people are playing on video games these days? It used to be Nintendo. I think that's uh, Xbox or whatever it is. I don't know. Uh, you know, I, why, why, why work when you can play Xbox all day long? <laughs> why? You know, it seems to me that if you're that type of gamer, you would at least try to be um, a productive enough to make money playing the game because there are young people in in our country today uh, in the millennial millennial generation who are making tons of money teaching folks how to play games playing the game uh, and being good at it and uh, you know winning prizes and all this kind of stuff playing games why not be productive If that's what you're good at and that's what you want to do. After all, that's what America is about, uh, making sure you make use of your best gifts. Next week, I'm going to have on a young woman with me that is uh, just just absolutely phenomenal. Uh, Her gift is guitar and singing. Oh, my goodness. The angels listen when she sings. Her name is uh, Doe Jones, uh, Dominique Jones. <clears throat> Forever Jones is the um, family group that she's a part of, and uh, she is a walking, talking testament. And next week, we're going to have her on the show with me. She is a testament to what I've just said. Use your gift, your best gift, in order to be productive. And, of course, make yourself a living. You know, do that. She's a world traveler, and I'm very proud to uh, invite her onto the show, and we'll be talking about that uh, here uh, on Monday. Hopefully, we'll have her on on Monday or Tuesday of next week, and uh, so stay tuned for that. But back to uh, the, the topic at hand, uh, because you have a lot of people telling you, oh, poor, pitiful me, uh, just because I am uh, in the skin tone body that I'm in, uh, I cannot succeed. That 
that is a lie, a lie from the absolute pit of hell. You had better believe that you can succeed in this nation. And friends, I am saying to you that opportunity is available for everyone. Does that mean that there will be equal outcome? Uh, Because you have equal opportunity doesn't mean you're going to have equal outcome. Oh, we could have talked to Burgess Owens uh, a little bit more about that equal outcome because he is a Super Bowl champion. And Burgess knows that in order to be a Super Bowl champion, there certainly was not an equal outcome, was there? Oh, there were some players at the end of the game. They had their heads in their hands crying because their hopes and dreams were centered around being the winner of that ultimate American game football. But they weren't. They lost for whatever reason. Maybe they didn't bring their A game. Maybe uh, it was just not their day. But they lost. And those who went home with the trophy, those who were victorious and popping the champagne corks and uh, spewing that all over one another, hey, they were the winners. And, hey, there is a certain, uh, uh, how shall I say, joy in being victorious. But somehow the progressive liberal news media would like for us not to be of a joyous or victorious mindset, they would want you to go around with your head hung down, particularly if you are a part of a certain demographic. I am saying to you that it is time out for all of that type of chicanery and lunacy uh, in this country. Every one of you out there, red, yellow, black, and white, who are precious in God's sight, you have an opportunity in this country to secure Succeed if, in fact, you set your sights like a flint on those God-given gifts that you have been given and you pursue your particular talent. You don't have to be anybody's doormat, but you will be a doormat if you follow the progressive liberal order of things. They will keep you broke, busted, and disgusted as my pastor James A. McMinnis loves to say. Yeah. How many of you out there are just just uh, always running into people who are broke, busted and disgusted? And they listen to CNN, MSNBC, ABC, CBS, the usual suspect suspects. Well, friends, you know what? If you spend your time listening to folks telling you just how no good, worthless you are without big government giving you a hand or progressive liberals patting you on the back or on the head and uh, offering you handouts, that's all you're ever going to be is broke, busted and disgusted. And it leads you to being angry. And that's what we're seeing in this country right now. We're seeing a certain angst, a certain anger that is going on in this nation because there are so many people who have been led to that place by progressive liberal ideas that all they can ever hope to be in this nation is broke, busted and disgusted. You know 
that that's not true. And I'm talking to you who uh, follow us on this show. And, hey, if you don't get the full two hours of the C.L. Bryant Show, be certain to download free the C.L. Bryant Show app in the App Store. Go to the website, theclbryantshow.com. Follow me on Twitter. At Rev, at Rev C.L. Bryant. Be sure to do that. And, uh, hey, you can learn how not to be broke, gusted, uh, broke, busted, or disgusted. Uh, You can learn how not to be. And it's very simple. Just pursue your God-given gifts and trust him for your future. Oh, you've trusted everybody else. I certainly hope you haven't uh, trusted the progressive liberals. Huh? I hope you hadn't trusted them. I hope you haven't trusted the things that come out of the mouths of the talking heads on CNN, MSNBC, CBS. I hope you hadn't trusted them because they want you to remain broke, busted and disgusted. When I think about uh, their design on this nation, When I think about how they do want you to uh, be their their victims while they become more and more elite, it makes me absolutely sick to think how people buy into it. I was talking to a young man yesterday at a luncheon that I went to. He knew who I was, and um, I was in a room full of of Democrat liberals. I was in a room full of, I probably was, even though I was not the only black person there, there were several black people there, but they were all liberals. There were even more, uh, white liberals in the room. All of them knew who I was. And this one young man, he was happened to be, happened to be a black American went over to shake his hand, talk to him, give him a card and all of that type of thing. The first thing out of his mouth to me was I am a socialist CL and I'm proud of it. <laughs> I said, okay, good. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Why don't you come on the show and let's, I'd be happy to come on the show so that I can set your audience straight. And so that you can get back to where you're supposed to be. Huh? You see friends where he's leading to, you see what I'm talking about. He thinks that somehow I'm the one who's displaced in this conversation. And somehow he thinks that progressive liberalism is the natural place for him as a young black man to be. So I talked to him. I asked him, did he know anything about the black farmers of America, black farmers, USA? Did he know anything about them, how they farmed acres and acres of American land producing bread and vegetables and produce for America? He was quick to say rich people didn't get to where they are uh, on their own. Somebody always helped them. And I had to tell him about my grandfather, even though granddaddy wasn't rich, but he was very, very wealthy as far as his times were concerned because he was independent. Granddaddy grew his own crops, had his own pupwood trucks and cut his own pupwood and made a very good living back way back 
in the day. He had the nerve to say to me that my grandfather was an exception to the rule. No, he wasn't. There were literally thousands of Southern black men who had the same opportunities and took advantage of them, just like my grandfather, to feed their families. You understand that black folks uh, back in the 50s and 40s and 30s, going all the way back to right after slavery, when my grandfather and great-grandfather and his brother secured uh, that property down there in Grand Cane, Louisiana, that's all black folks knew how to do was farm. You know, and take care of horses and animals and so forth. I wear a furrier's ring right now on my finger that belonged to him. Shoot horses as well. That's what they knew how to do. They knew how to work hard and make a living for their families. And nobody helped them except the sunshine and the rain that was given by God to them. I remember my father saying to me, my mother saying to me that granddaddy would say to them all the time when it went a week or two weeks without rain, that if it don't rain here soon, children, we're going to be hungry. So what they do, they get together and they'd pray. They'd ask God to bless their crops. They'd ask God to send rain. And mama would tell the story to me about how it wouldn't be too long, not too many days hence after that prayer. There'd be a small cloud. It reminds me of a story in the Bible that would look, look like it would just show up. Looked like it would show up on the horizon. And that cloud looked like it would call other clouds to come in and join in with it. Before you know it, those clouds were headed toward the, the family farm. And it wasn't too long after they saw those clouds began to gather, heard the clap of thunder in the distance. Joy was coming to their hearts because they knew that prayer was being answered by the God who sent the sunshine and the God who could send the rain. No, granddaddy didn't have no government help. He didn't have no handouts from government. What he did have was a strong faith in the God of Scripture, the God of the Bible, who has blessed and was still blessing our family. And I thank God for that. You need to pass those stories on to your children, your young people, so that they understand that, yes, the opportunity to succeed in this country is uniquely theirs because of their birthright of being Americans. You need to pass that on to them. And hey, folks, you also need to pass on to them the idea that they need to be good mommies and good daddies. I'm so proud of my children because they have become good mamas. They have become good daddies. And my son-in-laws, my son, uh, I'm so proud of them because they're doing their very best to pass on the legacy of success in this story and not the evil of being somebody's puppet. Hey, I'm my own man. Unlike Al Sharpton and Jesse Jackson and some of the other clowns that you hear uh, me talk about, uh, they would not dare speak out against the Democrat Party because they know which side their bread is buttered. Me, if the Republicans do something that's against my core value principle, you better believe I'm going to call them out on it. Even though I am a Trump supporter, I'm calling him out. If, in fact, he missteps where it comes to my faith and my God. I'm C.L., I'll be back after these words. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. C.L. back with you on this great day in the USA. Well, the presidential election cycle is in full swing. And, um, well, you have uh, coming up uh, here uh, the Joe Biden taking center stage uh, of the his uh, faction or his arm of the debates. And um, Joe is already uh, signaling that he's not going to have a breakout moment. And I believe him. (laughs) I believe him. I believe that Joe will not have a breakout moment. Let me tell you what I'm predicting will happen uh, when, uh, if Joe um, doesn't have some type of breakout moment. There is... um, Certainly room for a surprise candidate to come along and knock Joe off, as has happened. Of course, Joe has never been the type of candidate to garner the type of votes to get in the election. In fact, one percent Joe, the president says it right when he says one percent Joe, low energy Joe, uh, is um, <laughs> the the one who is going to he wants he wants to run against, and I do understand why, especially when you take into account this representative, Tulsi Gabbard, Democrat of Hawaii emerged as the most searched candidate on Google following the Democrat debate Wednesday night. It means that Beto, um, Warren, Elizabeth Warren, Castro, none of them de Blasio, none of them was of interest. Cory Booker, none of them were of interest more, were of more interest than Tulsi Gabbard. Now, one of the reasons, let's just be honest, and of course I'm not being sexist or anything when I say this, uh, she's a very, very nice looking woman. And I'm sure that uh, in America, you know, you know how we are. Oh, we're starstruck. We're starstruck. Anybody that is uh, good at 
playing uh, their instruments, singing. Anybody who looks good uh, in a uh, clothes in their clothes or a dress or whatever, we're we're, we're uh, attracted to them. One of the appeals of Barack Obama was that hey, he's a great looking guy, million dollar smile. I've met Barack. Barack had a mil- he has a million dollar smile not only on TV, he has a million dollar smile that'll blind you in person. Yeah, he does. I mean, hey, and and quite frankly, let's put the the um, uh, politics aside um, just for a minute. Um, nice guy to talk to. Bill Clinton was the same way. The president, I, I, Donald John Trump. When you when you're with Donald Do- John Trump, he is a fabulous guy. Putting all the politics aside, George W. Uh, George W. I've met him too. George W. is a great guy. You know, it's only the news media who, who paints the, the villainous sides of them. And so uh, this Tulsi uh, Gabbard, a Democrat of Hawaii, a uh, very good looking woman and well spoken and all that type thing, who's sort of engaged uh, with Beto or and the others there on the stage a little bit, has some fire. She's a uh, military. She's a military has uh, has uh, worn our uniform, defended our country in uh, battle. Very impressive, standing up there straight as an arrow, and uh, very impressive. And, hey, don't be surprised if there's a sleeper that comes out of this whole thing. I have a feeling that if you're looking at this uh, Democrat um, scrum that's going on here right now, I think she is going, when you talk about the tournament, the Sweet 16, uh, the, uh, the the political tournament that's going on, she'll definitely make it to the Sweet 16. Yeah, she'll, she'll be among the ones who, who's going to make it to the Sweet 16. In fact, she may go all the way to the Elite Eight because she came out of the Democrat uh, uh, debate with a win at her back. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, the wind, she had a tailwind. The tail, the wind was blowing her in a direction toward the, the main stage, the big stage. And so uh, I think that she is definitely going to go into the Sweet 16. Uh, I'm, I'm seeing uh, Beto fade. Uh, Castro may actually gain steam. But uh, the others, Elizabeth Warren is going to be there in the Sweet 16. Not sure how de Blasio is going to make it out. De Blasio, I don't know. We'll we'll see. He has money, but I'm not really sure. Now, just the same, when we, we look at all of this and when we, we look at them name by name uh, here, I, I have to tell you that uh, Booker doesn't have a lot to offer but name recognition. The the one guy, Ryan, uh, he's gone. Uh, Ryan is out of there. Um, he just didn't have a good showing. Delaney very well could uh, show up. I, I, Inslee is uh, still a toss-up on, on Governor Inslee there in Washington State because his whole idea is climate change. Elizabeth Warren definitely going to the Elite Eight uh, will be in the Sweet 16. Gabbert, uh, after last night's showing, will be in the 16, Sweet 16. Klobuchar, uh, to me, I was surprised that uh, Gabbert had more of an impact than Klobuchar. 
I was watching Klobuchar very carefully, and to me, she was the most um, coherent. Yeah. Progressive liberal socialist. Yes, she is. But she was the most coherent. Her liberalism was the easiest uh, to uh, listen to, even though don't you believe a word of it? Are you hearing me? Yeah, Klobuchar was uh, the one that I thought uh, was the most coherent. Uh, however, when the Bidens and the Bernies are finished, the Kamala Harris's are all wrapped up doing their thing. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see who makes it into the elite eight, the sweet 16 rather from there. And then the elite elite eight, and it will boil down to a final four with this, uh, too early to really call a final four because I'm of a mindset and I'm not going to be very surprised if Joe Biden absolutely fumbles the ball. Joe may actually uh, have a Rick Perry moment. And now I'm saying this and knowing that uh, this is going to probably be replayed over the weekend. This this, um, this show is probably going to be replayed over the weekend. It'll be interesting to uh, hear uh, this program over the weekend because I am saying now that Joe Biden may very well have a Rick Perry moment. And with great glee, <laughs> Kamala Harris and Bernie Sanders. Bernie's not going to fumble. Bernie can't fumble the ball. No, Bernie, Bernie can't fumble the ball because Bernie is what he is. I've said this before. And I'm going to say it again. Bernie Sanders is probably the most honest of all the candidates that the Democrats have to offer up there. The others are Bernie imitators. They saw his wild success uh, in 2016 with the socialist message and how it resonated among a certain demographic. And the others decided to copy that. I can just hear them saying to themselves, hey, I can give away free stuff, too. Bernie's not the only person who can go nuts doing that. But Elizabeth Warren uh, should know that she should not get into. I heard somebody say this. This isn't this isn't mine. I heard somebody say this. Uh, Elizabeth Warren should know that she should never try and get into a bidding war with a genuine socialist. You see, Elizabeth is a socialist. She is definitely a a liberal in all of that. But no, no, Bernie is not only a socialist. Bernie is basically an outright Marxist. Elizabeth, you know, maybe it's that uh, drop of American Indian blood in her that, um, you know, keeps her somewhat close, her feet a little bit closer to the ground when it comes to that socialism stuff than Bernie is. Bernie is who he is. So he can't fumble the ball. Bernie's going to speak his speak. He doesn't care if you like it or don't like it. Bernie wants to give you free stuff. 
Bernie wants you, and de Blasio's a, a Marxist too, but Bernie certainly wants you to believe that there's enough money in this world, there's enough money in America to give everybody what uh, they need to have as far as a living wage is concerned, whether you're able to work, whether you're not able to work, whether you want to work at all. The Marxists believe that you should have an income. I believe that if you don't work, you shouldn't eat. Now, that's not me. I get it from the Apostle Paul. (laughs) And I believe that if a man will not care and feed his for care for and feed his family, he is worse than an infidel. But that's what the progressive liberals want to turn you into. They want to turn you into infidels to people who are codependent upon big government. So I'm thinking uh, uh, Biden, Joe Biden, 1% Joe, um, low energy Joe and sleepy, sleepy Joe, sleepy Joe. That's what the president calls him uh, is going to maybe not, maybe not uh, in the debate on uh, Thursday night. But I'm beginning. I'm I'm thinking that Sleepy Joe is going to crap out. Oh, he's going to come up snake eyes. In fact, he's going to come up snake bit. I have a sneaking suspicion that that's going to happen, and I'll be back to tell you so uh, when it does happen, if it does happen. But keep an eye on this Tulsi Gabbard. Keep an eye on Tulsi Gabbard. The best thing about these debates uh, this time around is that there is not uh, a candidate. In fact, none of them has the name of Clinton. None of them are named Clinton. But all of them make no mistake about it. All of them are socialist who somehow believe that equal opportunity does mean a guaranteed equal outcome. And each and every one of us know that that is just not something that is possible. Because, as we say all the time, as I say all the time, right here on the show, all of us have equal drive for success. There are some who just go out gangbusters and, you know, metal to the pedal to the metal, and they're going to drive it and drive it until they crash through the wall of success to success. Whatever obstacles that stand in their way, they're going to overcome them. They're going to hurdle them. They're going to find a way to do it. That's the way I am. I'm going to find a way to succeed. Glory to God who gives me that drive and that determination. And I want you to know that without him, I can't do it. I can't do it. I just don't have the strength to do it because the circumstances that lead to success. If you don't have that type of compass, that type of strength that is beyond your human endurance. I look into the spiritual to almighty God to guide me. If you don't have that, I don't think that you can in fact, endure the journey. Oh, you can ask anybody, especially those children of Israel. You better ask them. There's no way that they could have endured the journey. 
if it was not for the strength of God on their side. And so this equal outcome thing, it just doesn't happen because you have so many people who indeed have different types of drives, different levels of faith. Each man is dealt a measure of faith, but uh, there's a measure of it. Some have greater, some have less. But the weird thing is um, we like to blame folks for our lack. You got to look to the source. Beto O'Rourke. Hey, Beto's just weird. Okay. He wasn't too weird last night. He wasn't uh, overly weird last night, but weird just the same. Um, I'm glad that he was behind uh, the, the, uh, podium because uh, I think he needs something to do with his hands. I talk with my hands too. I can't talk to him about it too bad, but not in a spastic way that Beto does. Beto talks with his hands spastically. Kind of reminds me of Joe Cocker. I'm not. No, I'm not. I'm not making fun of Joe Cocker. Joe. In fact, Joe, I think Joe's dead. God rest his soul. I'm not, you know, but he did remind me of uh, the late great singer Joe Cocker. Joe was one of those singers who, you know, was a great, great ballad singer, balladeer. Uh, but he, he sung with his hands and he was sort of neurolog- neurologically spastic. I once saw this happen. Joe spasmed or spastic, uh, however you want to call it, off a stage once. (laughs) God rest his soul. Joe, you gave us all great, great music and great memories. Beto O'Rourke, I would love to see him fall off a stage while waving his hands around wildly. Oh, not only would it all be over for him, but he would go out in a blaze of glory. (laughs) Yeah, he would. Isn't that a Bon Jovi song? Oh, he goes out in a blaze of glory. (laughs) Yeah, and there's others who will be going out in a blaze of glory here in these weeks to come. Um, Cory Booker may not go out in a blaze of glory, but hear me say this on the radio here today. Cory wants you to believe that uh, he is not and was not ever little Lord Fauntleroy. (laughs) Yeah, I have a a friend, a a real good acquaintance of mine. I won't call her name, uh, but uh, she knows Corey very well and his mother. She never fails to let you know that. Uh, But Corey was and still is little Lord Fauntleroy. And I'm going to talk about the cannibalism by necessity that's going to have to occur uh, after these debates are finished. I'm CL. I'll be back with the home stretch of the CL Bryant show. Don't go anywhere. You thought I was worth saving. So you came and changed my life. You thought I was worth keeping. 
Red State Talk Radio is now available as a voice command on your Amazon Echo and Echo Dot by simply saying, Alexa, play Red State Talk Radio. Red State Talk Radio on TuneIn. Turn to every single American. Now, we've been hearing all these stories about sanctuary cities, sanctuary cities that... You can now find us on the Amazon Echo and Echo Dot on TuneIn, on iHeartRadio, and we also have the phone apps in the App Store for your particular phone. And just in case we activated your Echo Dot, Alexa, stop. Stand up for America. Then Americans, stand up, stand up, stand up. God bless you. God bless America. I do the best I can. Always lend a helping hand. And for the flag I stand. CL, back with you on this great day in the USA home stretch of the C.L. Bryan Show today, and I want to thank each and every one of you for coming along with us daily as we build the bridge to conversation throughout our great nation right here on the C.L. Bryan Show. And as we head down toward the weekend, head for the weekend, I want you to know that uh, you need to know, well, I'm sure all of you are looking forward to it. Anyway, if nothing else, just for the uh, joy of having a great American holiday that's coming up where all of us like to uh, sort of let our hair down and uh, I hope this time this year we um, certainly love and enjoy the blessings of liberty that we have been given by our creator by, for, by being or, and by virtue of being citizens of the greatest nation on the face of the planet, the greatest success story the world has ever known. And that's America. I certainly hope that you uh, take the time to remember our fallen warriors who, uh, of course, gave all so that you and I can do what we do continuously here as we live our American lives. And um, I was saying to you when I left, uh, as we uh, look at the full swing launch of uh, this presidential election cycle and season, when you look at the Democrat side of the ledger, you are definitely looking at a bunch of cannibals. Yeah, you are. Yes, you are. You're looking at a bunch of cannibals. Oh, you may it may not be as apparent right now that they're cannibals, but you're going to start seeing them take bites, I mean ch- chunks out of the flesh of their opponents. Oh, I know they're going to try to remain as hospitable as they could or they can. But even um, the night when Elizabeth Warren was the headliner, you could see shades and you could see that there were long knives hidden behind the podium. And sometimes Lester Holt lost his Holt. <laughs> On the candidate, it almost got out of out of hand there a couple of times. You know, Lester kind of reminds me of one of those Muppets. Well, that should have, well, I should have said that, but he, you know, anyway, um, eh, yeah. But you're gonna <laughs> the long knives 
are going to come out. The teeth, the fangs are going to be bared and they are going to start ripping at one another. And one of the casualties, I don't know if they'll actually take Corey on because he's one of the darlings of the party and I don't want them to to damage him. I don't think they want, well, I don't think they're going to want to damage him that bad because he continually, uh, they continually want him to be a darling. I think Corey, one of these days, though, will be on somebody's ticket as VP. But Corey's goal uh, to you, uh, for you, for your benefit, is to make you think that he is not little Lord Fauntleroy. Cory Booker is, was, but is pretending not to be. Little Lord Fauntleroy. Give you a little bit of Corey's resume, just so uh, you know. First of all, Corey was born in Washington, D.C. Two parents who were the first black executives at IBM. Not mad about that. Oh, no. I applaud their achievement. Corey grew up in a privileged home. There's no question about that. But now, Corey wants you to think that in his neighborhood, in his neighborhood, there's shootings and uh, all of that type of thing is going on. Now, I can't say for sure, but I would not doubt it being true if Corey owns a home in lower income mass, but actually lives somewhere else. I know he's in Washington a lot, so he may not spend a whole lot of time at the home that he says all of these shootings are occurring. Corey would like for you to think that he is not little Lord Fauntleroy, but he is. He always has been a child and a person of privilege. Education, Stanford University. He has a BA and an MA there. Uh, Queens College, Oxford, Massachusetts. Uh, An Oxford, rather, in Oxford. Uh, He has an MA there. And he has his Juris Doctorate from the prestigious Ivy League College of Yale University. He would like for you to think that he is not little Lord Fauntleroy. Oh, he's much more Fauntleroy than many others that I have known. Yes, in fact, he's much more Fauntleroy than even Barack Obama. Oh, yes. Corey had both of his parents intact, a home that was intact, and people who, in fact, lauded over him, fawned over him, And thought, still do think, according to my friend, who I will not call her name, who still do think that the sun rises and sets with Cory Booker. Yeah. There are others who would like to deny their past. And I'm not saying that Cory... Uh, does not have a right to his past. Uh, He certainly does. But let's be honest, Corey. Uh, You're a senator from the great state of New Jersey. 
And New Jersey is a great, oh, my goodness, the countryside of New Jersey, especially up on the coast, on the coastline of New Jersey. Talk about God's country. Ooh, it is absolutely beautiful. But in the inner cities of New Jersey, uh, oh, my goodness. That, my friends, is an entirely different story. And that's the story that Corey wants you to uh, attach to him. No, Corey, you're more like the seashore of New Jersey where elite people live. And I know you probably have a home there in some inner city in New Jersey, but I'm sure that's why you spend so much time in Washington, D.C. So that you don't have to go home to that inner city house that you own. Uh, but you do have it so that you can be a deception to the rest of us in that right, Corey, don't I, ha I have that part of the story, right? Don't I, I have that part of the story, right? We'll see the cannibalism will begin. The cannibalism will begin not too many days hence because people like Corey Anthony Booker are now worried about somebody like Tulsi Gabbard, who was Googled big time after the debates the other night. They're going to have to do something to try to take this American warrior who presented herself very well out. Klobuchar. Uh, she may be the first one to step up to the plate with the long knife and plunge it into the backs, the hearts, wherever of her Democrat opponents, because she's going to have to show a killer instinct in order to gain access to that sweet 16 stage. And then. The cannibalism will certainly continue as these candidates head toward the elite eight gathering that will happen a little bit later on in the fall. And then the final four will come down to who knows. I don't think Joe Biden, one percent Joe. Sleepy Joe. I don't think that Joe Biden will be among the final four when it comes to those who are on the final stage at the Democrat national debate. No. Who do I think is going to be? You better keep your eye on Kamala Harris. Oh, you better keep your eye on her. So it could be the year of the woman. Yesterday, when I was at that luncheon, that was a phrase that was being floated around, floated around, floated around big time. The year of the woman. So Democrats may very well be gearing up to make that happen on a very large and massive scale. I think what they're truly looking for. It's not Joe Biden is not Bernie Sanders. And I don't really think they're looking for Elizabeth Warren. I think they're looking for a Messiah who is female, 
who is able to deliver the type of charisma that their beloved Barack Obama delivered. And I think they may have seen something last night in Tulsi Gabbard. We'll see. Only time will tell. Beto, hey, as far as I'm concerned, stick a fork in him. He's done. Yeah. As Ann Richards, former governor of Texas, once said, you stick a fork in him. He's done. It's over for him. Same with, um, well, I don't know. Elizabeth, um, she, she may pull out. She may pull it out. She'll pull out a sweet 16. And um, Joe Biden will pull out the sweet 16 if he doesn't just fall on his face tonight. And I'm predicting that Joe will fumble the ball badly. Bernie is going to be in the sweet 16. Bernie can't fumble the ball because Bernie, Bernie gave the Democrat Party the ball that they are currently carrying. The political football that the progressive liberals are carrying in the Democrat Party right now. Ocasio-Cortez is a love child of Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren. She's their political love child. So Bernie can't fumble the ball. Elizabeth Warren is um, sort of regrouping, but I don't expect her to last much longer than the Sweet 16 before she begins to fade. Who knows, though? These are strange times that we live in. All I can say to you is Americans continue to be vigilant. Watch and pray that God will come and heal our land. Why? Because, my friends, this land that is my land and our land and your land that's made for you and me, it needs healing by Almighty God, and only he can do it. Well, I want to thank God for bringing us to the close of yet another day, and I want to thank him for our men and women in uniform around the globe who defend our right to speak our minds. And until I'm able to talk to you again, I'm CL, and may God bless and keep you all. Timely, credible, thoughtful discussion without the partisan outrage. This is the Loving Liberty Radio Network.